Heart and Soul, the radio show dedicated to all things BDSM. My name is Mistress Elisa. I'm a dominatrix, BDSM counselor, and life coach. Listen, you've got questions, and I've got answers. And I'll be talking to you from my heart and soul. Hello everyone, my name is Mistress Elisa. Welcome to another edition of Heart and Soul. Today's topic is addiction is not a game. I don't know why it's necessary to even deal with this topic because to me it's it's just quite evident that if you're dealing with addiction, then you've got some serious stuff going on. But I'm still getting people who know that their lives are fucked up. They know that they are underachievers and um, sometimes not only not making the mark, but they are actively fucking up their lives and the lives of others, including the lives of, of those that they've created, they're just fucking up and they think it's cute. I'm st still getting calls from people who are jerking off, moaning, laughing because they think that they've gotten over on me. But you know, there are very few people um, who are familiar with BDSM, who are familiar with um, sex and porn addiction, who are kink-friendly, who are open-minded, and who aren't just going to sit there and, like, listen to you and judge you, but who, who listen to hear you and who have the ability to help. I don't understand why you guys are making light of your situation when you find someone who can help you don't fuck with that person don't burn that bridge and i'm not just talking about myself um and and listen this is not coming from a place of frustration um my voice is a little bit tired today i've been doing a lot more talking than normal but i assure you this this topic is not coming from a place of frustration. It is coming from a place of true concern. Because for me, all I have to do is, you know, as soon as I hear the person jerking off, as soon as I hear that they're not taking this, this seriously, all I do is hang up and block them. They can never call me back, at least with that account. And to create a new account, you've got to have a new email address, a new telephone number, a new credit card. So once I block you, you know, to get back to me, you're going to have to put your work in. And most people just don't even try. They just don't even attempt it once I block them. 
But here's my point. You guys are burning bridges. You're fucking things up with your families. You're fucking things up with your community, with your employers, with your employees. You are fucking up your lives and you're acting like this is a game. You know, when you find someone who is like creeped out or really sensitive because you're doing things that are taboo, that may get you off in the moment. That may be titillating in the moment, but it's only going to be a matter of time, probably four or five times before that starts to get old and you start to um, look for something a little bit more risque. You start to look for something that's a little bit more dangerous. You want to risk getting caught even more. You guys don't understand the paths that you are on. Not only are you fucking up, but you are creating a situation for yourself where it's going to be even harder to get out of addiction. If you're listening to this and you're the kind of person who's been playing games with your addiction, there are some things that you need to know. What you need to know is that your addiction is not playing games with you. Addiction only exists to kill, to destroy, to take from you. That's the only reason that addiction exists. It's not cute. It's not fun. It's not funny. It's not entertaining. There's nothing about addiction that you should be making light of. If you are the kind of person who's sitting around in your living room, you know, five, six, 10, 15 hours a day trying to find something new to get your ass off, this is not cute. That's 15 hours that you could have been working on your life, that you could have been enhancing your relationships, that you could have been uh, working on your education, building your business, becoming a better employer and a better employee, doing something to help your kids um, so that they can have a better life, putting some money aside for their education. You guys are, are creating these lives for yourselves. And by the time you wake up and come to your senses, you're going to be the, the guy who calls me in his 60s or 70s who's trying to figure out where the past 30 years have gone. Addiction exists only to destroy you. And as long as you make light of it, as long as you find someone who exists to help you or to support you, to love you and to encourage you, and you're taking advantage of opportunities to, to well, you're using opportunities to take advantage of that person or to use them or to do sneaky, creepy shit to get yourself off. You're burning a bridge. And by the time you get to the point that you really and sincerely want change, where are you going to look to for that support? Because you will have burned all of your bridges. No one will believe anything that you say or do people will write you off as a fucking pathetic loser and they will want nothing to do with your creepy ass. You guys need to wake up 
Addiction is not a game. You're dancing with it as though this is cute. You're pretending like sex addiction is just something that you can use to get your dick off a little bit more than you did yesterday or a little bit harder than you did the day before. But if you're honest with yourself, then you'll tell yourself that you become desensitized pretty quickly. That the things that got you off so incredibly well a week ago don't even pique your interest right now. You're not even that interested in them. That's a sign that you're going down the rabbit hole. If you go through fetishes like I go through a bag of M&Ms, and let me tell you, that is not necessarily a pretty sight. But you guys are going through fetishes like, okay, red, yellow, blue. Hmm, okay, I'm all out of options, you know? And then that's when you start with the hardcore stuff. That's when you start with that shit that will taint your soul, that will kill your core. That shit that you can't unsee, that you can't unthink. You do things that you can't undo, that you never thought that you would do. Stop playing with addiction. It is not cute. It is not your friend. And it is not going to help you. If you really and truly don't give a fuck about your life, then there are other ways um, to be destructive. But the thing about sex addiction, and this is like the case almost all the time, the thing about sex addiction is that sex addicts are pretty lonely. You know, even though they're surrounded by people a lot of times, not all the time, but a lot of times sex addicts are surrounded by women, men, children, um, the women and men will be people that they are in relationships with, possibly. The children will be pe um, children that they have helped to bring into this world. Or they will be children that have been entrusted to them, usually through marriage or relationship. And, you know, the, the kid sees that person as um, like a, a makeshift parent or, you know, the parent that they've always known, that kind of thing. Well, the thing about addicts is because they're lonely and because they're always looking for a distraction, then there are usually people in their paths that are also being hurt by their addiction. It is very, 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 very rare to encounter a sex addict who has not acquired an entourage we're talking ex-wife, second ex-wife, third ex-wife, um, five children by three women, you know, a, a collection of girlfriends, a collection of people in different states and different cities. Sex addicts are not happy people. And so they're always trying to surround themselves with um, maybe even escorts and prostitutes, people that they use for the moment to get themselves off. Um, and they sort of collect these people that humor them, but they're not really close to anyone. 
They don't really show themselves to anyone. No one ever sees them really and truly. And let me tell you, a person who is not seen by another person is lonely. A person who lives his life not being able to or choosing even to not share his life with someone else is a very lonely person. And the thing about sex addicts, at least the ones that I encounter, is that you guys are wealthy, you're powerful. Um, that's because of the circles that I'm in. Um, but that doesn't necessarily have to be the case for every sex addict. But you're wealthy, you're powerful, you're influential, and you, you sort of, you know, get your kicks out of controlling and manipulating circumstances and people and pulling the wool over people's eyes. But once you get bored with your own power trip, once you get bored with the fact that no one challenges you, that everyone in your life is there tolerating your creepy ass, putting up with your intolerable ass, just doing what they have to do to keep benefiting from that power and wealth that you've amassed, but they really don't like you and they really don't want to be around you. And in some cases, they're really just waiting for you to die so they can get your shit. Listen up, people. Addiction is not a game. If you are engaging with addiction as though this is some cute shit, you need to wake the fuck up. Some of you guys who are contacting me through my services, you think it's really cute to call me panting and moaning and groaning and jerking off. And listen, I've, I've heard people jerking off and I've seen them jerking off. It, it doesn't shock me. It's really not that big of a deal for me. But for you, it's going to be huge because you're going to encounter people and treat them like shit. And when it's finally coming to you, like when it finally is clear to you that you need help, who are you going to turn to for that help? My doors won't be open anymore. Uh, other people may have their doors open, but you know, the thing about other people that I can't guarantee and what I've seen more than likely is that most people are there for your money. I just happen to care about my clients. And while I do get paid for my services, I, I don't, I don't treat my clients like they are a valid credit card. I treat my clients like they are living and breathing human beings who need help. And for those who come into my space and they treat the space with respect and they show me that they really want to get better, then you cannot find a better person to be in your corner. I'm there for you. I support you. I kick your ass. I hold you accountable. I help you to look in that mirror. I help you to face your fears. And I help you to work through your addictions uh, 
it could be one addiction. I, I don't know if you want to think of it as a single addiction or something that's plural, but it help you to work through that unhealthy space and to come out on the other side. That's what I do. Um, and, uh, you know, guys, there are just not that many people who have the background that I have and who are willing and able to help you. I'm not a licensed professional. Um, I thought about becoming one, but I realized really quickly that as soon as I got my license, uh, it would be taken from me. Um, I, I just don't play by other people's rules when it comes to this stuff, because when it comes to addiction, it's just too easy to say the right thing at the wrong time. It's just too easy to look like you care when you really don't give a shit. It's just too easy to pull out the textbook and go, this is what's happening. Here's your diagnosis. You need this medicine, you know, to cross my legs and take notes and put you in a box. It's too easy to do that shit. It concerns me that so many of my clients are seeing mental health professionals. They are seeing psychiatrists and psychologists. They are in groups like Sex Addicts Anonymous, um, Alcoholics Anonymous, um, whatever, da-da-da-da, Anonymous. And they've got sponsors and, you know, they, they go to church or to mosque or to whatever their religious association is, they go to the leaders of those religious organizations, and yet, and still, they are finding their way to me. Listen, guys, getting help for addiction when you really want to get help is hard enough. Ask the people who are seeking counsel with five, six, or seven people over a period of 15 years and barely seeing any results. This shit is hard. For those of you who are in your 20s and 30s and you think that this is cute, I'm telling you, you've got a good five years or so before things really start crashing in on you. You're, you're not going to be in your 60s you know, um, successful and wealthy and, you know, you're not going to be that person. You are going to work yourself into a, a, a poverty ridden situation. You're going to ruin your relationships. You're going to ruin your life even more than you already have. The thing about seeing younger people be involved in sex addiction is that we don't understand yet the toll that sex addiction is going to take on you because it, it's you know the internet has been let's say that it's been really really easy to get porn online for let's say 15 years like it's been super easy and it gets even easier as the years go on but you guys are starting with porn when you're like 10 years old. The average person who contacted me a decade ago was in his 50s, mid 50s, pushing 60. Okay. That was the person who was identifying as a sex addict a decade ago. 
you guys are now dealing with sex addiction in your teens and in your 20s. By the time you're 30, you are going to be fucked up beyond words. You're going to become case studies for something that we've never seen before. I, I'm, I don't even know if I'll be doing this in 10 more years, but your future is not looking bright. And, you know, as long as you are willing to work hard, and keep your good credit and extend your credit. Um, as, as long as you are willing to get those promotions and spend that extra money on the lifestyle, then people are going to accommodate you. As long as you place more importance on getting off than you do on fixing your life, living your best life possible, building those relationships, creating the life and the space that you want for yourself. As long as you're going to greedy people who have no sense of morals, who don't give a fuck about you, they are going to keep taking your money. They are going to keep investing in your addiction getting worse. They are going to continue to be freaky and kinky and push the envelope. And by the time you're 30, you're going to run through every single fucking fetish that there is. Okay? Imagine that. You run through every fetish, every kink that there is. Anything that you can fucking imagine. The next place that you turn to, sweetheart, is the dark web. That's the next place that you turn to. And the shit that's on the dark web, I won't even go there. I don't interact with it. That shit will eat your soul. You will never get your soul back. You will be absolutely destroyed. I really didn't want to do this podcast. I, I didn't want to do this because... I, I didn't want to do something that was so negative, so morbid and dark and just with this kind of energy. But I, I feel like it needs to be done. Addiction is not a game. Sex addiction is not something to fuck with. It just isn't. And... By the time you realize the damage that you've done to yourself, by the time you get to the point where, it, it, you know, it's not even pleasurable sexually anymore. You're just doing this shit because you're obsessed with it. You're doing this shit because you're chasing some sort of high that you had a decade ago, and you're just constantly looking for that really good feeling that was so amazing. Well, you don't get it again. That's the nature of addiction. You get that fucking high the first time, and that that addict is created. It's like that seed is planted inside of you. Now, not because you had a, a great sexual experience, but because you place such importance on the sexual experience. You, you make the intense sexual experience your priority. 
And when you do that, you create the situation for yourself that makes you extremely susceptible to sex addiction. Sex porn and masturbation addictions, they go together. Guys, I honestly don't know what else to say to try to warn you, to help you to wake up, to help you to see the light, but you're ruining yourselves and you're ruining yourselves in such a way that the resources that are available to the average sex addict are not going to work for your ass in a few years. You guys don't even realize what you're doing to yourselves. I, I had a guy who contacted me recently and God, it, it was so bizarre how in the dark he really was about just how fucking creepy he was. And listen, for me to call someone creepy, it's a big deal because I embrace the lifestyle. I embrace kinks and fetishes, BDSM. I embrace it. I love it. It's a part of who I am. It is a part of my daily life. For me to call someone creepy is huge. So this guy contacts me and he was just off. And he pretended that he wanted to get help, but he also was speaking in such a way that he, he really, it was evident that he just wanted to get himself off. You know, he thought that he was pulling my strings and he was the puppet master and I was the puppet. Um, but once it, it, three or four minutes into the conversation passed, um, I basically called him out on it and I said, you're, you're not in the right place. You're not here to get help. You're here because you think this is a game. And, um, I, I tried to tell him, uh, well, I did tell him, but what I was trying to do was I was trying to open his eyes and help him to see, um, before I hung up on him and blocked him, <laughs> I was trying to help him to see, um, the path that he was on. And as I tried to open his eyes in that regard, he responded to me and, and tried to tell me, well, listen, we could go out and you, you would never get these strange vibes from me. You know, I could treat you to a nice dinner and I could do this and that. And basically he was trying to say, I would fool you. So I said, listen, let me just be clear about what you're doing. First of all, you've had your hand on your dick from the very beginning. Even though I can't hear you moaning and all of that, I know that the only thing that's on your brain is getting off. That is how strong your creepy vibe is. And, and for the record, it's creepy because the person is trying to act normal. It's creepy because the person thinks that they're being normal. But what's coming through loud and clear is, I don't respect you. I see you not as a person, but as an object of my sexual gratification. I am using you and I'm smarter than you and I'm getting over on you. So I explained all of this to him and... He sat there for a moment and he goes, how did you know I was touching my dick? I'm not making any noises. Guys, 
you don't understand. You're you're shooting yourself in the foot. A lot of times you you're you're finding yourself in these situations because you've put yourself there. But I I don't think that any little boy sets out to be a creepy ass sex addict. No one sets out to do that. No one wants to be that kind of person. But you need to realize that you find yourself there because you're going through this with your eyes closed. You're going through this with your eyes closed and your dick in your hand and you're listening to whatever your dick is telling you. Let me tell you what your dick is not telling you. Women or men, depending on what your preference is, can feel when you're off. We feel when you're not connected. We feel when you are being um, dishonest. We feel when you are treating us like we are objects of your sexual gratification and, and that there is no other value in us than those things. Now, I'm a dom, so I'm not going to be susceptible to that kind of shit, but a lot of you are trying to date, you're trying to win your wife back, you're trying to get your boyfriend back. And a lot of you are thinking that you can be this kind of short-sighted, perverted, misguided person, and that it's not going to have any sort of an impact on your children. You guys are raising children that are going to be hell to deal with in a few years because they don't even know what it is to be connected. They don't know what it is to be loved and appreciated and encouraged. They don't even know that that's what they're missing. They don't even know that that is what they're looking for. And because they don't have that as a, a part of their foundation, they just go out into the world wreaking havoc. Not only are you fucking up your life, but you're fucking up the lives of others. And these kids that you're reproducing and putting out into the world are going to be absolute hell to deal with. Addiction is not a game. Get your head out of your ass and stop fucking around. If you really want help, then ask for it. Do what you need to do. Focus and get that help. If you need to put yourself into some sort of um, um, in-house treatment where you are for a period of time separated from all of your triggers and all of those things that keep you distracted, then do that shit. But if you really just don't give a fuck, then go off to your own. Don't fuck around with other people. And for the love of God, don't reproduce. If you really just don't give a fuck, then don't fuck with other people's lives. Someone needs to speak up on this subject, and I may have more to say about it at a later point in time. But that's all that I have for today. I hope that I've gotten through to someone. For, for those of you who don't need this message and who are you know, sincerely on your journey. I hope that this hasn't been too heavy or 
too negative for you. That was not my intention. But someone has got to get a message out to these people who think that sex addiction is a game. It is not. You're fucking up your lives. And you're fucking up the lives of those that you say that you care about. When you're ready for help, then ask for it and, and be ready to work. If you're not ready to work, and if you're just willing to dance with addiction, then realize what the outcome is. The outcome is nothing pretty. The outcome is death and destruction, not in a way that you can necessarily see it, but it's like an invisible wall. It's just always there. It's always with you. It's something you can't seem to break through on your own. If you're willing to create that kind of death and destruction for yourself, then have at it. But don't drag other people along with you. You guys know that I love you. You know that, oh God, this is a heavy topic. You know that I love you. I am fighting hard for you guys, especially for those of you who are fighting hard for yourselves. You guys stay focused. Keep yourselves in a good, healthy space and ask for help when you need it. But be ready to do the work when you ask for help because no one else got you into that situation except you. There are some factors that can play into sex addiction, but being an active sex addict, it's most of the time going to come down to choices that you are making. No one else can unmake those choices for you. No one else can undo the sex addiction for you. So ask for help when you need it and when you want it. And when you ask for help, be ready to work hard. Okay, guys, one more time. I love you. This is Mistress Elisa. To learn more about this topic and others like it, visit my website online at www.alisacoaches.com. That's A-L-I-S-A-C-O-A-C-H-E-S dot com. I'll see you next time.